Many of you know I announced on Friday that we're going to be having some bonus episodes because you guys are really loving the series on advice to my 20-year-old self. So one of the requests that I got was for us to talk about divorce and for women who are either afraid of a marriage not working out and getting divorced or women who actually are divorced, what advice would I give regarding divorce to my 20-year-old self because it is truly an epidemic in the Muslim community and avoiding it is key. Let's go. Hello, Sam alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast and to a bonus episode in a series you guys are loving. And I'm excited because you guys are pushing me into boundaries I've never thought of, which is being super reflective, which is what we always want to do as um, Muslimas, right? Muraqaba, mindfulness and understanding and reflection, all those things are really part of our deen. And giving advice to women that I wish I had myself is actually something like it feels really good because the goal here is to help our women be empowered, help them to grow, not just grow, but thrive, as you know, and to talk about all the topics that you guys are not getting help anywhere else. I just got two or three messages yesterday that some of you say that this podcast literally keeps you going through depression. And I feel, honestly, I feel a little bit of pressure from that, not going to lie, because I'm like, oh gosh, am I the go-to person? And I want to make sure that I'm saying the right thing and doing the right thing. But I also want you to know that it comes from a sincere place of love and passion for our women and feeling like I want our women to have something that they're not finding in other places and to make sure they know how much I care about them and that I myself have been there and can give a bit of advice about how to do it better than I did. And that's what today's episode is about. So many of you know, if you've been in the podcast that I was previously divorced when I was married the first time, um, I didn't have the parents to teach me. A lot of people think, okay, she comes on the podcast. She has, you know, X amount of degrees and she has 20 plus years experience. Like she must have had some parents that were super religious, very knowledgeable, set her up for life. And that's why she's found any success that she has. Of course, the answer to that is no, 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 and no. Because by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, obviously, first of all, all success comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I have so much more to learn, so much more to grow. That's why I'm such a geek and I read all day long and then I share things I read with you guys and just honestly sharing, sharing, but learning and growing myself up to this minute all the time. But um, I didn't actually have parents who were practicing Islamically and taught me many things. So they taught me many things about life and how to be a good person and how to be honest and how to be helpful and productive and all those really great things. My parents are super, super, um, how do I say, hard workers and really big on just instilling, um, you know, a lot of really great things into us as children that were meant to be, you know, about being good adab and akhlaq. But regarding Islamic things and doing it the right way, no, they didn't have that information. And no, I didn't get it at a young age. I had to learn everything myself by either making mistakes and then obviously after a while being tired of making mistakes and learning under teachers and scholars. And so what I share with you here is basically what I did, what I learned so that you could do it faster and with much less mistakes. Hence the bonus podcast, Advice to My 20-Year-Old Self, the Divorce Edition. So two things in this podcast. I mentioned back, if you missed, this is the, the first episode you've caught. This is actually part 
three. So I have a part two, which was um, related to facing yourself and a part one related to self-esteem. Today is the divorce edition and I actually have a special guest of someone else who I respect very much, who is also a divorcee, shall we say, but she's now remarried. And the beautiful thing is a lot of women fear divorce. They fear traumatic, bad relationships. Some of you are in bad relationships right now. I know because I talk to a lot of you and you're struggling in your marriage and you're thinking, is this the end for us? So this podcast is designed for women who are not yet married, women who are married, married and divorced. Like it doesn't really matter. This is kind of going to touch all of us in a different way. But especially I want women to know who are not married yet um, right now, but have previously been married, those divorcees. I want them to know that this is also with you in mind and just letting them know that you know, there are things you can do to make sure you don't suffer and have pain again. And one of the first, I'm just going to give two pieces of pieces of advice really quick. And I have a special guest that's going to come on, like I said, who is um, like myself has gone through that. She had two children and um, she herself um, has been through a lot, but actually right now she's in a good place. And one of the things that I, the reason I I did this with this fusion for the podcast is I want to share, I can't talk today, I'm so tired, share success, the success of other women who are doing the right thing, putting in the hard work, and then also reaping the benefits. Because here's the thing, and I've said it a million times before, I'm glad you listen to the podcast. I'm grateful you come back time after time. And I love to sit here with you and talk about life and how to make ourselves better. That is sincerely a love and joy, and that's what brings me back here time and time again. But what I love even more is when you take action in your life. When these things are not just fun things you listen to for 20 minutes, they're actual keys to your personal success. I'm sharing these with you so you can take action and do something. And a lot of time that involves learning. It involves changing. It involves doing things you're not so comfortable to do. And that's what this sister did today. I have Sister Amy with me. Amy is actually from Senegal. And I think she lives in Canada, actually. We have women from all over the world. Um, really, really awesome to connect with so many of you. I've never talked to so many sisters from all over the world till I started this podcast. And that is just a perk of coming back here week after week and then having you guys either message me privately and get on phone calls with me or join us in the school, like whatever it is, I end up connecting. And so many of you on Thrive as well. And so the only thing that's hard is the time zones, managing all of you guys with the time zones. We are worldwide. So may Allah make it easy. I mean, you know what I mean? Okay. So my first piece of advice for women who are um, divorced or feel like that is a struggle for them to, um, what I would tell my 20-year-old self is, don't fear the future and you're the guy you're going to marry. I, I remember when I was 12 years old, I was laying in my bed at night. I'm not going to lie. I remember this so vividly. And I made dua to Allah. I said, oh, Allah, if you could just for a second, just give me a flash and I could see what my husband's face is going to look like. I just, I just would look really quick. I promise not to like mess up when I actually see him in person, when I'm older. I promise. This. I remember just like begging Allah to like show me his face because I was so like, who am I going to end up with? Like, how is this going to go? Now, had I known, I would have probably to this day not wanted to see because it would have definitely messed up. I don't care if anybody says like, you know, I know I'm just a child when I'm making this dial, but like, you know, to see your future is never obviously a good thing in many regard. But at, at the same time, I don't think it would have benefited me. It would have been weird. But I do remember like 
as a as a young girl making that like something important and something I was concerned about even at 12 you know as as little girls we think about our weddings we think about everything and we're kind of like what's gonna happen to me but what happens is when you get older and you start to suffer from relationships and things you go through, um, you start to get like real fears based on experience. Um, so because I was pre-married and then I got divorced, I, I really had a fear of loving again. And so even if you've never been married and divorced, you might know what I mean about being afraid to love again. You might have had an engagement that broke off. I mean, hopefully not a haram relationship. I know that's a reality for some of our women, but either way, you know, just that fear of loving again, and is somebody else going to hurt me? And what I would tell myself is, if you want to make sure, you know, don't fear the future, but, but make sure you protect your future. So I would tell myself the first piece of advice, don't fear the future, but make sure you protect it. Because one of the best things I think I did was I learned about how to not let it happen to me again. I remember right after my divorce, it was really, really tempting to never want to marry again. Um, it was really tempting to be like, forget it. I tried. It didn't work. I'll just stay at like, you know, one of those women that just like raises her kids and puts all her effort into them. That was really tempting. And then I realized that, you know, we're meant to be married, meant to be with partners. I'm not meant to suffer silently alone. And, um, I pushed myself, I pushed myself to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all the possibilities that there were for me and to trust Allah. And so I realized that I can't just be like, I'm ready. And then just do no work because I would most likely fall into the same trap again because something was wrong the first time and I had to learn something a different way to get a different result. Does that make sense? If we don't learn to do things a different way, we're not going to get a different result. So I would say that I would do that. The second piece of advice I would like to give myself is to make sure that I understood that I don't have to compromise. That just because I am marrying again doesn't mean I have to take whatever's left for me. The little, the, the, the sloppy leftovers, I'd hate to say it. Because, you know, people often think, well, you know, you're a divorcee. You have kids. So, you know, you better lower those standards because, you know, start marrying guys like this and this and this. Whatever hopes and dreams you had before. Can I just tell you, my expectations were actually bigger the second time. They were not less. Once I learned my value, the stuff that I teach that, like, for example, how we're doing the challenge right now, the things I'm teaching the women are to, to value themselves, to break away from their limiting beliefs, to build up their self-esteem. Once I think I had a better set of self-esteem the second time, and once I understood what marriage life is like um, the second time, I actually feel like as a divorcee, I was better prepared even than the first time. It was almost like a rahmah. It was almost like a gift. So the second piece of advice I would give myself is that, and I would say that, um, you know, it's really important that we don't sell ourselves short and lower our standards. So don't fear the future, but definitely protect it. And don't, you know, sell yourself short the second time around. You can have just as good or better. And I feel like Allah gave me better. But he didn't give me better because I just sat around and hoped it would happen. And I think that's the bonus lesson I would say is that taking action is everything. So I'm going to turn it over to a sister here that I really want you to meet because a lot of women are really, I'm telling you, a lot of women call me as divorcees and they are like, no one's going to love my kids, this and that. So I have a sister who, like me, she took action. She learned the right way to do things. And then Allah gifted her with an amazing second chance. 
And I think women don't believe those things happen. And I think if you hear this sister, you're going to understand that it did happen to her and it is possible for you too. And if you are a person who has never been married before, but you're just like afraid to get married at all because you don't want a tragic end because your cousins and your aunties and you've heard it, like again, don't fear, but also be prepared. And what are you doing to prepare? Like a lot of women are like, yeah, that sounds good. Be prepared. But what are you doing to prepare? And, and that's why I love this sister because she didn't say, oh, oh you know, Miss Keen, I'm, what can I do? I guess I'll take whatever. No, she learned. And then she got a guy that was so much better than the first time. And so whether you're getting married the first time or the second time, um, you know, preparing your future is everything. So I would introduce you to Amy. I, I did a little talk with her and uh, she's another person in our school. And what I love is that women, they listen to the podcast initially, but then they start to take themselves really seriously. And they're like, all right, I was like casually listening, but I need to get my life together. Like, let's do this. So here's Amy. I want to introduce you to her and hope you enjoy. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. So my name is Amy. I am 37 years old. And uh, so I was a student in the Muslim marriage lab and I got married a couple weeks after <laughs> joining the course. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. And I was also a part of the book club, which, uh, which was amazing. Book club, and we were all very, very excited for you. And I feel like um, because you're someone who has been married before, and I think that's a lot of also, um, like myself, I had the same situation. We often think, you know, there's nothing else out there for us. So we have these doubts. So what about my kids? And what if no one loves me or loves my kids? Like, you know, their father. And we have all these, these fears because we've also usually been through a lot before. And I think um, your approach, honestly, in the way that you've learned and everything with us has always been very inspirational, even for me, because um, usually I have to sit there and like tell someone about this and this and this, but you're a person who like, you go through everything I say and you you really, really took it to heart and then you worked on it. And in all honesty, I was just feel like, subhanAllah, like I wish people actually took knowledge and information that serious. I was like, yes. So Alhamdulillah, like what I want to say is, um, is that people understand that it doesn't really matter if you don't know about this stuff before, like this is something. And I know, for example, that we, we do it in like four weeks that you could take yourself from being any level of Iman or whatever. And then you could just learn it. Exactly. So as you said before, so I was married before for eight years and I actually have two kids. So yes, there was a fear before, like, you know, um, am I going to find someone that will marry me or that will accept my kids or my situation? And I think something that's uh, real that was really key and like before getting married, because in my first marriage, I realized quickly, just uh, like a week into the course, but there was a lot of things I did wrong in my first marriage. And in hindsight, it explains a lot, a lot of issues that I went through and a lot of pain. Uh, you know, you just go with the flow. You don't really know uh, what's cultural, what religious. You kind of rely on your dad and the men in the family to do what they're supposed to do for you. And then you just go and you, you have them to deal with it. And you don't realize how... Um, how big some things, some issues that are not talked about or um, thought about before can, they're gonna, like, they're gonna pop up in your, in your face uh, at some point. So for me, I think the biggest takeaway was really um, what does the Quran and the Sunnah say about the process? 
what's permissible, what's not, for example, what's a wali, what's uh, a mahr for people who wonder. So mahr is like kind of the dowry, the money that you know, the man marrying you has to give you, the wali, like your guardian and stuff like that. Actually marriage lab. It was very, very comprehensive, very complete. And I, I think it's really, it's something you don't want to miss if you're serious about getting married by the Quran and the Sunnah. One of the most, uh, the, the, the thing that I really, really liked is how structured and organized it was because there were like uh, four modules breaking down the process and bringing clarity about um, what is permissible, what is not permissible. The module one was really focused on self-work and that was key for me, like really transform transformative and like focusing on your relationship with Allah and your intentions, focusing first on yourself and then very helpful tools about um, how to bring compatibility with um, the person that's looking to marry you. Family dynamics, which uh, <laughs> play a bigger part that we assume uh, in our marriage process. I realized there are a lot of cultural aspects that people think are part of the team and they're really not. And gaining clarity on that is really my biggest takeaway. Like, um, I think the course all in all gives you clarity, confidence, and um, helps you clarify your intention. And at the end of the day, really like trust that um, if you have the right intentions in getting married, Allah will help you doing that. So what's changed for me is really, it goes back a little to what I, I mentioned, the word confidence, but actually the right term was really tawakkul. It's really like trust that uh, you should have first the, the right intention. So you're accountable for that. That's your, that's on you. You need to have the right intentions. But at the end of the day, and like you mentioned, like making a lot of dua, I really like like how the course breaks down everything. Like for example, one of the things I remember is you explaining how to do Salat al-Istikhara and to pray to Allah um, that like if this marriage that you're contemplating will be beneficial for your life and your affairs and your akhirah so that Allah make it easy for you. And it's really demystifying a lot of um, common thought that we have or some urban myth that you, you have no idea like where they come from. Is it culture? Is it people hearsay? You don't know, but it's really making things clear in your head. Like right now, like you, of course we're not scholars. We're just like students trying to learn, but on very basic things. And really what was amazing to me is seeing how simple the process is at the end of the day. And I see that we human beings like to complicate things. We are very complicated beings. We are full of emotions. We, you know, we don't know what we're doing, but the process itself was made clear. And yeah. also uh, that how the whole process, like I told, I mentioned the Wally before, is really made to protect and honor women. Yes. Because as a divorcee, like you said, uh, you may be taken as a target, like you, there are, let's be real, there, are, there, there may be men that are here to play you or to uh, prey on your vulnerability, especially if you have kids, you're really worried and scared about like, you know, messing them or bringing a father figure that's not going to treat you well and stuff like that. So it's really about gaining confidence, trusting Allah and 
trusting the process and the beauty of about like people like to say trust the process but when you realize that the process was actually uh created by Allah that's that you just need to stick to the rules and so I'm not going to dive into details but um there are some things that you quickly realize through the course that if you do not follow to the T what you're supposed to do um, you may encounter some difficulties, like no, no marriage is perfect because like human beings are not perfect. But um, I really encourage every single woman to trust the process, like that was made by Allah once again, and to trust themselves. Really, I think the um, the course gives a lot of uh, a confidence to women, and that's something we really need to like. Knowledge brings confidence, and that's uh, the, the course is really well structured, and it's. Um, it's, it's really, mashallah, I really encourage and recommend every woman looking to get married to, to sign up for the course because it's, it's invaluable, really. I, I really love, too, that when you went through so much of the information, you were so humble about it. Like, you're just, you're like, I'm just here to learn. And there could be things that I don't like that Allah wants me to do, or there could be things that like feel uncomfortable for me, whatever, but like, I know I need to do this. And when I find women like succeeding, like you're saying just a couple of weeks later, oh, like I figured, you know, found this and this and this, and I'm married and I understand like how this works now. And I feel like I can make a more confident, concise decision and, and, and feel good about it. I think what women need to understand is like, that's possible for anyone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives this knowledge. It's in the Quran and Sunnah. All we're doing is just kind of wrapping up and making it super understandable, relevant, and easy to digest in a quick way. Because it took me years to kind of learn this stuff. And then I was like, okay, nobody has all those years. So how can I make this faster and easier and more digestible? And then also just like, like on the go, if you're driving, you could listen or you could read yes. very quick sound bites, like 10 minutes, 20 exactly. minutes. It's not like you're sitting here and you're reading pages of books. And because I had oh. to read pages of books, I read books and books and uh. books and I sat under scholars. This is very simple, fast stuff, but the power of knowing, like you're saying, gives you the ability to go, okay, I know where to put everything in categories. Like that's totally cultural. I don't have to listen to the guy when he says that. Okay. Like my, my dad said that truly appreciate it, but like, that is not what Allah said. So like, exactly. it gives you this, this, this ability to take back the power of your situation, be totally respectful of your parents, of the guy, but feel like, okay, but I know what I'm doing. Uh -huh. So let me kind of like tell you what I'm going to allow to happen. So it, it helps you take back that level of control where you can have it with humility, but you are in fact back in the driving seat where you don't feel like at the mercy of everyone tossing you around, like you said, with the men, because I find that too, especially with women who are um, reverts or divorcees yes. or widows, it's a very vulnerable state. And unfortunately, there are guys out there who, who kind of know that and they yeah. do push the handle on that one and be That's really, right. really honest. And a lot of times women call me up later and they're like, so this is my situation and what he's doing to me. And I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, that's not allowed. That's wrong. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So, you know, it's, if you know, it can yeah. happen to you because you already know. So Alhamdulillah, I just want to say like, I'm just so proud of you and all the work that you've done. And inshallah, business ta'ala, I really want women to get from your message that you literally can, no matter what situation, whether you're divorced or, or not divorced, if you're coming from a place where you feel vulnerable, you feel whatever, 
And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants for you is ease. That's the people that call the rules. All There's not a lot of rules. And that's the other thing. I remember my daughter, my daughter, um, when I was teaching it to her and she, she was reading to my daughter is a very avid reader. She's like, mommy, this is it. That's all we have to do. It was, she's like, it's so simple. I was like, she's like, where's the rest of the information? I'm like, that's it. She's like, oh my goodness. Everybody overcomplicates this. Everybody puts so much stuff in this. That is not from a law. If they only knew how easy this was, how simple, how protective of women, like you said, but people, they don't really know because they don't know the information. And then when you do, you feel like, oh, that's, that's actually not so bad. I actually am okay with that. And, and then when you actually do the process, you see the wisdom in the yes. process. Yes. You see the wisdom. And also one thing I wanted to add is I really like the term Wally because it's your guardian or your protector. But when you realize that those boundaries that we, that are put upon is really to protect us and to keep us honorable uh, for example, when uh, it says that we're not supposed to be in seclusion with a guy, even if like he intends to marry us or stuff like that, it's really to protect her honor. And you can see it as um, Allah being your wali because the boundaries are really to protect you. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, we women, I believe we're too nice. <laughs> we, we want to please people. We don't want uh, to, sometimes we're desperate. Let's, let's put it that way. You, you don't really know uh, like you may have some insecurities or a lack of self-esteem. And unfortunately, if you don't trust in the abundance and the fact that Allah has your back and Allah will always protect you if you do what he asks you to do, that's where the confidence I mentioned came from. It's really, it's really, and also something I wanted to add real quick when you said it's really summarized, but you can really feel the hard work and documentation before and it's very, very clear, like if it's something that needs to be uh, investigated with a scholar, uh, it's in the course. You will tell, well, I cannot say that, but this is, uh, and you know, with the hadith and the reference and everything, and also reference to additional books for free, included in the book, if you want to go deeper, and that's really invaluable, really, that's, uh, it's an amazing course. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. We are so honored to have you with us and we're so happy uh, for your marriage. Congratulations again. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you the best of this life in the next, the both of you. And I just want to say like um, to anyone who's listening that I don't want you to ever think that your situation is not possible to have something better. I want you to know that sometimes all that you're missing is the information to get you to the next level. And that's honestly all that we share with women and so that they can literally get to a better place with themselves within their life. And they're doing the hard work. So we can't really take much credit. Like all of, all of Amy's stuff here, I'm not really taking credit for her, okay? She, she did a really hard work. She put the work in. I'm just there kind of just like guiding her along, facilitating. But I mean, all the credit is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to her, 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 her effort here. So alhamdulillah, again, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us and for sharing kind of your story and giving advice to the women about what's possible for them. If they only put the effort in. So, Jazakum Allahu Khairan. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. 
Okay, I really hope you enjoyed sitting in on our conversation. And um, I just wanted to say thank you to Amy because it was really, really brave of her as a person who struggled through that to want to share her story. And she told me I really want to share it to benefit women. I want them to know because I was in a place where I didn't feel like something was better for me. And and she is such a great example of the good, the how the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is true for those who take action and for those who really really have a class they're completely sincere they're actually following through with that promise to Allah they're not just saying yeah Allah help me they're like help me and I'm going to do my part so just so proud of her and all the work she's done and how she's pushed through her um her fears and kind of came on the other end and Allah showed up as he always does and alhamdulillah Allah is most merciful most just and so very very excited if you are at all interested in joining us with all the other women that are doing the same work as Amy you can for I think we have two days left inside of the opening for the Muslim Marriage Lab you are more than welcome open arms I will see you in the next podcast assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh